0: Experience. And then yeah, so Radio Mysterioso now. Um really Chris O'Brien is here. Walter came in. Walter heard that Chris was coming. When when I tell when I say Chris is coming, everybody shows up. Meaning Walter.
1: Yeah, we don't is that
0: a feedback from somewhere? We
1: don't come here just for you.
0: Oh, what was that? We don't come here just for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have the key, so you kind of have to.
1: <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to be here, I guess. Uh
0: Plan 9 Radio Mysterioso intro. Play it on that. Wait a second. Let me play it through the fun, the fun app.
2: I'll
0: leave the mic up.
3: Greetings, my friend. We are giving you all the evidence, based only on the secret testimony of the miserable souls who survived this terrifying ordeal. Like this. The incidents, the places. The places, the place, my friend. And we cannot we keep we this
2: secret any sinu- 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 longer. Sinu- Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can,
4: can your can heart stand
2: the shocking fact about? Radeonio Mysterioso. (laughs) You, in the future.
0: (laughs) I don't know what to do with that stupid thing. It's Radeonio Mysterioso, um... Chris O'Brien's here uh, in in town. He, he called me the other day and I, he said, uh, "Sorry, we're gonna get together when you're in town, right? Right?" And then he said, "Yeah, we can get together. Let's let's just like get together before I go- leave on Monday." Oh, okay. What are you doing <laughs> Sunday night? I mean, it took me a day to figure out. Wait, he's in town on a Sunday night.
3: I, I totally I, I didn't even think of it either. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me that yeah, yeah. that's a good idea, Greg.
0: <laughs> The other cool thing about this program is it just shows a little record, and when it ends, it just ends. It doesn't go into the next song like my iPad does.
3: (laughs) Embassy Bishop.
0: Yeah. Or you can... (laughs) (laughs) Going <laughs> <laughs> That's,
2: <cool. laughs>
0: That's a fun program. I like yeah. it. And Walter's here as well. Chris, thanks so much for coming on in. Yeah. And uh, Always
3: good to be here, Greg. My favorite show, as I've always told you.
0: Really? You like yeah. it better than the Paracast? <laughs>
3: Well, the Paracast is more of, uh, it's kind of a labor of uh, love and a job, really. This is fun.
0: Yeah. The Paracast
3: uh, can be a little laborious sometimes.
0: Yeah. It's a uh, it's, it's a show with a different purpose. Yeah. Um, I was talking to people. They, they talk about, um, why aren't you doing that show? And I said, well, one, because I got my own show. Right. And two, because, and I didn't tell Gene this, and now he'll hear it, and he'll hear it from you. It seems like kind of like a policeman show, and I'm not a policeman. Yeah. Well, we. we sometimes. We, sometimes. We, we've
3: gotten over that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were trying to.
0: Oh, okay. At least I am. Why? Did you get complaints, or? you just tired of it?
3: Well, we did before uh, the previous uh, co host left.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's more fun now. <laughs> Kind because uh, he, I even uh, David, I even got into it with him on on when I was on. Yeah. But the funny thing was, I didn't care, and he didn't seem to care either. Yeah. No. We got in an argument over um. Timothy Leary, he said Leary was an idiot. I was like, no, no, he wasn't. No. He wasn't an idiot at all. He was he said, a very smart man. Yeah, and he's he um because this was based on one uh personal interaction with him and in, in front of a small group, and he said that. Larry made no sense at all and embarrassed everybody and it's like well you catch somebody on a bad day and you judge their entire life by that day that's wrong so we agreed to disagree how have you been i've been good i'm at the tail
3: end of a of a nice california road trip and it went very well actually uh
0: you spoke at MUFON and MUFON. And MUFON. Yeah. <laughs> LA and, and Orange County.
3: And San Jose. My first trip, uh my first foray into the north end of the state. Oh, As you a, went to San Jose and spoke I there did, too. I huh? did. Yeah. Oh, okay. R- Ruben Uarte and the folks up there. It was yeah. it was really fun. Uh I don't know if they were quite ready for me, but uh Really? It,
0: what do you say? What 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 happened?
3: Did you get some funny looks or <laughs> booze or people walking out or n- No, no, quite the opposite. Uh actually well, I I start my talks now by saying that uh, number one, I'm not an expert. I don't claim to be an expert. If anybody, you know, comes up here and says they are, run the other way. But m- my second caveat yeah. is now, um, it's my job to make sure that when I leave, at least 25% of you, one out of four, is pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> so I I, I got to show of hands at the end and. I only had one person say they were pissed off, so I guess I was slacking. Yeah, you screwed up. (laughs) I made a $100 bet at all three of my talks. I said, if anybody out there has irrefutable scientific proof that that aliens are extraterrestrial in origin, I'll bet you $100 that you don't. Right. What happened? I had this ex-pilot dog me the entire break Uh, uh, uh. and afterwards saying how, how the the Asian races were were um definitive proof that uh there were extraterrestrials, that they were not they were they weren't a separate white genetic strain, yeah, that uh, that they were proof that uh earth has been visited by aliens and I said uh that doesn't quite work that way. It doesn't wash. No. And he just he was
2: livid not quite
3: foaming at the mouth, but <laughs> but he was pretty insistent that uh the the whole Asiatic um, genetic stock was all uh, planted here as kind of proto proto alien human hybrids.
0: Yeah, and then of course that leads into all the. Uh, so he says, America "I want Indian. my hundred dollars." I "Sorry,
3: dude, uh, th- that that your your supposed evidence doesn't quite rate the bet." Well, that's so.
0: the other thing; you can't make a bet with somebody. Based on something that can't be pro- well, it's it. well, You can't prove it. An opinion is and not his, evidence. Yeah, well, and I, his I, opinion I, was you can't disprove it, which right. is no, no. That's I, il- that's I, a I, irrational place to come from. Well,
3: until we have alien DNA to compare, you Can know, you prove c- that it compare, true? compare DNA results. Uh, <laughs> it
2: doesn't,
3: you know, it's equivocal. I think would be the word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, that, that people are equivocating and using their... Yeah. You can't yeah. go to another authority and say whether one of you is right or not. It's You didn't say it's wrong. You just said it's unproven. Yes,
3: exactly. Yeah. And I said, if anybody can bring, can present irrefutable scientific evidence that aliens have visited this planet, then I here's $100. Yeah. Other Which isn't that,
0: much. You're not like James Randi. You know?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're going to lose that bet, I think, at some point.
0: No, they're never going to lose that bet because it's always going to be on their terms. Well, that's true. They'll never lose yeah, that bet. Yeah. Just like you with that guy,
2: <laughs> you
0: asshole.
3: <laughs> Alien time travels west of the Rocky Mountains. Call in right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, some guy at
3: work today said,
0: "Wow, I really like George." When he found out that I, what I what I'm interested in, he goes, "Oh, I really like George Nori." And I said, "Really? Right. I don't like him." Yeah. I. I don't like his style. It's not. It, it's not. It's not what I like. No,
3: no. It's. Uh,
0: what What do you like?
3: I like people that can get on, and uh, you know, I, I I like a bit of a, a challenge uh, when when I get a guest on, and you know, on the Paracast, we like we like to challenge them to present evidence that uh, that backs up and bolsters their particular point of view or conclusion, yeah. and. Oftentimes on coast to coast you well most, most of the time you're not gonna get that. There's no there's no level of uh of suspension. Well it's all suspending your disbelief. So you know, yeah. it's all entertainment. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, but the, a big thing, the
0: the funny thing is it can be entertainment and yet still challenge the person. Yeah. Art used to do that very well. <laughs> he did. And he would almost do it he did. subliminally.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And he I, did.
0: I yeah, I take that cue from him yeah. too. It's like, you know what? Ask a question, yeah. let the person answer it. And all if right. they answer it, and the answer doesn't really make any sense, or doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to? Why do you have to beat him over the head with it? People right. listening should be smart enough to say, "Wait a second."
3: <laughs> one could only hope.
0: <laughs> Chris is well known enough um, amongst people that listen that I didn't didn't introduce him properly. He's the author of how many books now? Four.
3: Four published. Yeah, I've got a fifth one that the subject of the biography won't let me release it yet.
0: Uh oh. <laughs> There's a uh, mysterious valley. Enter the valley. And the Secrets of v- the mysterious valley, yeah.
3: and then my latest, in the Tricksters." Right, right, right. And then, and my dog sang, "Sing Chopin." Was the is the fifth book?
0: <laughs> Ray,
3: Ray Stanford. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. You're doing uh-huh. a biography of Ray.
3: It's been done for five years.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Why can't it be
3: released? Uh, he doesn't think anybody would be interested in it until he gets his, himself back on the map again. So. Oh, okay. Well, which is true, and I didn't do it to, you know, make money or yeah. make make him famous. I just wanted to get the... Uh,
0: Looks like we got a nice new microphone that you get
1: to use. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, look at that. I the, grabbed, grabbed the good one. Uh, yeah. The book actually might put him back on the map, though.
3: Well, getting into the Smithsonian, as the only amateur paleontologist that's in the Natural History Museum at the Smithsonian, that's kind of getting him back on the map, and then... Getting this, uh, this like two day PowerPoint presentation presented to the right people, <laughs> we'll get him back on the map.
0: Okay. You said you like challenges. Uh-oh. A couple people <laughs> wrote me emails and said, Well, if you, and in light of what we were talking about, I know Chris won't get mad at me. No. Um, bringing up Ray, um, right. a lot of a lot of people say well if you have these films and these pictures mm-hmm. why don't you show them to people if they're yeah. so obvious
3: yeah that's what i've been asking him for god 7 8 years now i've been saying the same thing basically so, he doesn't ahead. he doesn't want to release he doesn't want to release these films in their entirety to the public until he's published a paper it's his his you know standard operating procedure is you don't release your data or your evidence until you've had had a peer reviewed and yeah, and and that's that's kind of the way science does it. And
0: who's his peers to look at UFO pictures?
3: Optical physicists, uh, you know, my, my anybody that's uh into di- diagnostic propulsion and that sort of thing.
0: So there's got to be plenty of those people around that w- would look at those things, wouldn't there be?
3: Well, he's got to publish it first and then put it into a forum, you know, that that then okay. could be peer reviewed. Okay. He's had he's had some pretty high types over there and they've they've given him a you know, off the record sort of feedback on it. So he's on the right track with right. it, you know? yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to happen. I mean, we all have to be patient. I mean, Ray, Ray's not getting any younger, and he knows that. So. Right.
0: Have you seen any of these photographs? I have. And I have. I've, and... seen,
3: I've seen quite a, quite a number so of them. So they're pretty
0: convincing to you. Yeah. yeah,
3: absolutely. Really? Well, what's really convincing is the actual science that he's done. His analytical observational process is, is just off the charts.
0: There, it's, it's right mysterious, Mysterioso because...
2: <laughs> hey,
3: welcome to LA, man.
0: <laughs> Every show except the last couple we've had we have the um, and Walter and you know because you've heard yeah. a few of the shows oh, yeah. and you were here last time when right. they had the same thing. Yeah. Um, okay, well I'll, I'll leave Ray for now. The other thing yeah. that Chris might be known for and if you don't know um <laughs> the Mysterious Valley books were about Chris um living in the Southern California uh, Southern Colorado area yeah. of the um, now, I can't remember the name of the area. The, well, was the just, San Luis Valley, I'm correct. sorry. Correct, yeah. Uh, and all the weird stuff that went on there, yeah. uh, northern New Mexico, southern Colorado has been a very strange area for many, many, many centuries. Uh, yeah. We went over this on the probably five other shows you've been on with me. Yeah,
3: yeah, we've, uh, we've done a few.
0: And somebody asked about the, um, it, it, pushing it all up front here, uh, about the... Um, uh, camera project, mm-hmm. which you mentioned to me like three or four years ago, but yeah. now you've gotten more public with it. How's that going?
3: Uh, it's going great, except we just got hacked. <laughs> Somebody really? took over the camera the last two days. We've had two hack hack jobs, and one one just made from the camera where? spin Langley? around. Uh, yeah, it was from the D.C. <laughs> area actually, <laughs> and the other one was from Frankfurt, Germany. So we're having to go in and create all these. Um, right. Yeah, you know, firewalls so that uh, unauthorized uh, operators can't get in and play with the camera.
2: Okay, but you,
3: but we are back up. And, okay, why, and why we, don't you
0: describe what that is first? Because I think well, you, we only talked about it once on the show. Yeah, before. we
3: really didn't get too much. Uh, it's a UFO in depth.
0: spotting thing, like the government tried to do in the 50s in northern New Mexico, actually.
3: Correct. Uh, but you're actually doing uh, it. Yeah, we're actually doing it now. It's something that I've I've had kind of as a vision and a in a goal for 20 years and. Back when I first envisioned it, back in the early '90s, the level of technology and the cost um, was was prohibitive. And at that time, we would have had to, uh, you know, be broadcasting the camera signals, um, line of sight, and we didn't have the internet then. Right, so right. now that we have the internet, we've um, and and obviously the cost of the technology has come way down. So we have these 36 times optical zoom, pan, tilt. Uh, zoom uh cameras that uh are pretty high tech they 're the top of the line sony uh surveillance cameras and they have very good optics and what we 've designed is a two triangle triangulated arrays basically uh the one triangulated array would have forty foot legs on the triangle which is in the center of the valley which covers the most um
0: forty I guess, foot or forty
3: uh forty mile. Did okay, I say okay. foot? Yeah, he said forty foot legs <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah, pretty small. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. thing
0: would have to land right in the middle of Very <laughs> focused. <laughs> very yeah. focused.
3: Attack of the forty foot camera project. No. <laughs> no, actually it's a forty mile oh, okay, sorry, okay. leg uh camera array. There's it's triangulated. And and then we have a outer regional leg. It's about a hundred and twenty miles on each leg the um the outer leg would be on top of 11 and 12,000 foot mountains so once that is uh, put up and operational we'll be able to cover the airspace from just north of albuquerque to uh, to leadville hmm. so we're we're talking about 300, 300 yeah. mile um coverage yeah and in, in the the inner the smaller the smaller um uh, triangulated array that would the 40 mile legs uh, is centered at the hottest uh, spot in the San Luis Valley. I was going
0: to ask why the San Luis Valley and why?
3: Well, this is a model project. Uh, What we'd like to do, I've got one of the team members uh, just was bought out, um, was a lead engineer for Cisco. And uh, he's, I mean, he got accepted at Oxford at 16. He's a pretty bright guy. Yeah. And uh, he's a mechanical engineer with a lot of experience in video and robotics. And so what he's doing is he's devising uh, software that's going to allow the cameras to um, detect uh, an event, and then um, there'll be motion tracking. All the cameras will be given quadrant data, coordinate data, so that all the cameras will then z- you know zero in on a on a particular event. So we get really good triangulated uh, data and. Once we do that and we determine um, its effectiveness, we're going to allow the software to be open source so that we can then um, offer it to other people around the world that want to set up their own triangulated arrays right. with, with motion tracking. And oh,
0: oh, so the, the cameras automatically, if if all three of them, or even one of them, sees right. something besides a plane coming well, through we, its field of view, the software can recognize that yeah, it's something yeah. that's not a plane and they, it starts to follow it.
3: Right. and yeah, we have to factor out. Obviously, there's going to be, um, you know, it's going to have filters on it that factor out birds and planes and right. satellites and that sort of thing. Yeah. But, but what's what's really neat about it is because of the the internet, we're able to allow the cameras to talk to each other. So, even with the just a slight bit of latency that we're experiencing yeah. Yeah. over the internet, which is the 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 time lag uh, to send and receive signals uh, over the net. Um, we're within you know fifteen twenty frames, uh, you know, which is on each on each yeah so a little, a little each, over half a second yeah. depending yeah it, there's about a half a se- second lag and this will allow us then to get you know three separate uh, triangulated uh, you know images optical images of you know particular events and we've already gotten a couple of interesting because that hits was my next it. question yeah. <laughs> yeah we only Anything have one interesting one yet? camera. We only have one camera up, so we can 't actually uh, triangulate anything but we we do have a second camera going up this spring. We also have a sky camera which is um, which is a, a, kind of the key to the whole thing it 's a horizon to horizon one hundred and eighty degree camera like, oh, a it's like the ones
0: that they use for the um, uh, what 's it the, the, the asteroid tracking and exactly
3: all that. yeah yeah, like the NASA uh, bolide uh, setup so that will be divided up into um, into numerical quadrants and then
0: Oh, so that 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 hundred eighty degree one can can uh, talk to the other cameras and say, "Look over there."
3: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then what's neat about this is we're also going to have a live um, camera feed that'll be out, you know, available on the internet, and then most importantly, it'll be available on the local cable system. So there'll be a dedicated TV channel, and then on the other channels there'll be a. A crawl. If we do have an event, there'll be like a a flash. It says, "Tune into the sky." sky is cam. there yeah.
0: enough going on in the San Luis Valley where that is mm-hmm. worth it?
3: Just the military activity alone would make it worth it to me.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, yeah, is yeah. that
0: maybe yeah. that's who's turning it off? Like I said, uh, does that come from Langley or something? Well, I don't know. I don't
3: know. We're we're going to have to see. I, I think the boys with toys are going to have fun, uh, kind of playing with us and seeing if we're going to be able to determine. Whether it's uh, real or Memorex or yeah. us,
0: <laughs> well, it, here's a uh, kind of an obvious question to people that are really into it: um, the famously bad record of electronics not working at just the right time in any yeah. kind of these investigations.
3: Yeah, well, we're just going to have to deal with that once yeah. we uh, get down the road. Some, some. Uh, we also have. So uh, you just
0: might as well not do that. Eh? <laughs> well, well, it's it's. No, that was my point. So let's go ahead yeah. and do it and see what we get. If, if something
3: happens to one camera, the other two cameras hopefully will be able to determine. Uh, you know, we'll be able to triangulate.
0: Right, and then if they all quit at the same time, there's another thing.
3: Well, we also have ten stationary cameras that are going to be up in all the cell towers that the ISP guy in the valley is going to have. Oh, well, he's going to have fixed security cameras that are going to be watching all the the whole system. So. So we Oh,
0: those will probably all go out at the same time too.
3: Seventeen <laughs> cameras. <Yeah. laughs> that would be. That would stop the presses. That would be noteworthy if all yeah. seventeen went down. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure that something like that is possible, but I, I really think that the boys with toys uh, love. They, they like to have fun and play, and I don't. I don't think they're going to try to take the ball and, and go home with it. So, at least I hope not.
1: They're probably more concerned that if you're tracking their toys.
3: Well, I think that they want us to track their toys. I, I think they want to. Ooh, I a think little,
1: a little test run. Exactly. Kind of like two yes. Hot rods at a red light.
3: Exactly. Kind of Let's see if these guys pick it up and how it's how the data is interpreted. I'm hoping that's the case.
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, the listener, um, who's it, Bob, specifically asked, can you tell about the camera project? We did that. I read on the Paracast forums there was one, some fairly interesting phenomena captured recently. When can we see the results? Right.
3: Well, as soon as we can figure out a way to bundle it and get it on the net, uh, the way the software works, um, the only way to watch the image uh, is if you also have administrative control over the setup. So, in other words, to watch it, in, let's say, real time. Um, the only way you can do that is also it also enables you to operate the camera so we don't want a bunch of people uh, attempting to operate the camera right now it's on autopilot and yeah you but know. you
0: can put all the images together and then put them yeah present them. well
3: we have we've just gotten real shot manager which is a record uh record on motion uh program that's, oh, okay. that's being devised right now um we do have some ABI files that uh that we're analyzing we're not really sure what we have yet but we're gonna make oh, those okay. available and we're also gonna have a live camera feed that'll be uh made available at the uh move on orange county website and also hopefully the paracast uh or maybe my site so it'll be it'll be uh you know they'll they'll be um what's it called when you slave uh image onto several several different sites There will be mirror mirror sites up for it oh, okay. so yeah so yeah
0: uh bob also asked a lot of questions from bob um any updates you know on the nids uh project skinwalker ranch i think nids is kind of stopped
1: isn't it well uh, officially yeah uh, i was uh, just up there uh,
0: what's his name Uh, bigelow's putting all his money in his aerospace company right
3: yeah i was just up there in october actually and i did a shoot with the jesse ventura conspiracy theory folks and Although Jesse wasn't there, I was kind of bummed I didn't get a chance to meet him. Uh, I did uh, meet his son, uh, Ty, who's a really, really nice guy, super bright. And we had an interesting uh, sighting, actually, that we got on film. I think be coming out uh, in February when the show airs. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure what to make of, uh, of the whole uh, Sherman Ranch case. There's been a lot of activity up there in the last two years that most people aren't aware of. Uh, Such as? Well, the dog man is my favorite one.
0: I think I've heard about this dog man. The
3: dog man showed up and was leaping between uh, res houses, 25 feet between houses. He was jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Uh, Law enforcement was there witnessing it. There were a dozen or so witnesses. And uh, I'm not sure if it's the same one that was seen smoking a cigarette leaning up against a fence post or a tree uh, a number of years ago.
1: That was Harvey, the (laughs) six-foot-tall rabbit. (laughs) Right. <laughs> I didn't. But,
0: uh, I didn't. Uh, I have heard about this dog man. Yeah, it's funny. It sounds yeah. like the one in India that was supposedly attacking people. Yeah, mon- monkey man. Yeah, it's a um, it's a it's a archetype.
3: Yeah. Well, it's like the heel Jack or something.
1: Is the yeah. dog dog man? Does, is he the one that crawls out of the hole that they get between dimensions? On uh, the that, I that I think it was
3: larger. Thing? Yeah, that's more did of you, a Bigfoot looking thing. Uh, did
0: you notice on the front page of uh, uh-huh. *Running Mysterious*? Yeah,
3: there we go. It's heel Jack yeah. right there. <laughs> All right, uh, speaking he shall. I'll yeah, come forward um yeah that that uh, case of course as some of the listeners out there know i i was informed about the case before it hit the uh before it hit the media back in 96 and i was able to go up there and and meet meet terry sherman the guy that owned the ranch and and um i was very very uh, struck by his sincerity um i've you know interviewed thousands of people and it's it's easy to tell when somebody's you know, kind of trying to make something up or pull your leg, um, especially a rancher. Uh, they its pretty hard for them to to kind of come up with some sort of acting. Well, they job. have to be
0: insane. They got so much stuff to do yeah. anyway. Ranching is yeah. a, its a bitch. It's a yeah.
3: lot of work. It's a lot of work and uh he really he pleaded with me He says I got to get out of here I'm I'm really you know I'm in fear for my family do you know anybody that I could sell this place to and I said there's there's only two people that come to mind Lawrence Rockefeller and this guy Robert Bigelow yeah and before and I gave him the numbers for both uh Rockefeller and Bigelow and before he could call Bigelow called him <laughs> so yeah so it's pretty you know it's funny how those things work
0: yeah cuz I remember that was going on Gabe first told me about mm-hmm. it or no, well, that when did it when did, when was it sold?
3: In uh, August '96, I think. Uh, okay, September. so that was way yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't even back. I
0: yeah. didn't even meet Gabe till 2000. Yeah, no, this goes uh, way back one or yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that went way back, but he did tell me what was yeah. going on before that and some of the stuff that was going on, yeah, and, and I think a couple. Uh, yeah, I had something about it in the magazine at one point. Yeah. I said it, ba- it basically sounded like an episode of Scooby Doo. Except a lot yeah. scarier in yeah. than-
3: it. <laughs> Scooby Doo meets Rod Serling. Yeah. Or <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: only it wasn't the janitor. Yeah.
3: Well, it's the only case that ever pulled me out of the valley that I, I actually became interested in. Um, I did have my blinders on. I only looked at my little petri dish, there. And in this case, definitely was you know, intriguing enough to, you know, get me to go out there. And and God, it was 106 degrees that day. I went up there too. It was pretty pretty nasty and. And uh, he showed me the tops of the cottonwood trees that had been sheared off by one of the craft. Said these big apertures would open up, uh, you know, hundred foot circles in the air, out in front of his ranch house, and these big kind of triangular shaped ships would kind of float through and shoot off these like refrigerator sized objects that glowed, kind of like the chupas down in. Yes, you know, I was just going to say that yeah.
0: that the, the valet described very, you very in similar South America, yeah,
3: very similar, yeah, yeah. the Calara case. Um, and he said that one day, and this was only about a month, maybe five weeks, I think, before I went up there. He said they must have had a rookie driver because he came hauling ass through the through this, the the aperture. Normally they just float through, and then, yeah. But this guy came hauling ass, and, and he he came through so fast he sheared off the tops of his cottonwood trees, <laughs> and they were lying on the ground. I saw the tops of the trees, and there's no way that. I mean, you know, who the hell is going to climb all the way up there? I mean, it'd be impossible to get up there, probably. But yeah, Walter, wait, who
0: who builds those?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the craft. Yeah. yeah, really, yeah.
0: Wait, which which company
1: builds those? <laughs> the guy that does those giant airships that you had on here. That's yeah.
0: Cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of my. See that that there's no, if Sherman is telling what he saw, and it's physic it was physically real. Um, I don't know what the explanation is for it. Yeah. However, the um, the large, the big triangles, the very slow-moving ones, I... Yeah.
3: These are only 40-foot triangles. These aren't oh, the real okay. big, you know, the real big yeah. kind of lighter-than-air stuff. Yeah, that we've I was seen. talking
0: about the big boomerang-shaped yeah. and triangular-shaped ones that float very yeah. slowly. Yeah. sounds exactly lighter than aircraft and looks like ones yeah. that have been revealed for years and years and years. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think so too. I think I think it's, you know, However, our state of technology them, is, yeah, yeah, it's a lot further along than You get most into them
0: know. doing, you know, people say, "Oh, that's what you think the explanation is." No. no. <laughs> I think that's the explanation for a lot of them, yeah. but not all of them because not all of them move very slowly. Sometimes, sometimes they do stuff that lighter-than-aircraft cannot do. However, I did have a guy on that said that there are lighter-than-aircraft which have jet en- which have ducted jet engines in them. So that oh, they can hover news. and do these things, he said. Uh-huh. You would be surprised what they could do hmm. with the technology. It's a lighter than aircraft, but it has propulsion in it.
3: I doubt they're going to be pulling very many g forces. You collapse the airframe.
0: Um, possibly. Yeah. I don't. I, you know, it, it doesn't explain everything. Like I said, right. but it. You know, there's a whole segment of sightings of strange things that. Yeah. Were are probably these things. I mean, if the guy was telling me the truth, well, if
1: they it, if they could do something where they could like take titanium type stuff and I don't know why I'm thinking of this word, aluminize, You know what I mean? Where you you, you take something ultra strong, but make it lightweight. Yeah. To where it, it doesn't feel heavy, but you it have can to stay withstand. right here, Walter. You come in and out. Oh. It doesn't feel heavy, but it can withstand the the G's. Maybe. I tend yeah. to agree with you that. Yeah, I mean yes. uh,
0: we're and we're talking about
1: well it, uh, by,
0: by
3: by literal definition lighter of air lighter than air is is a little
0: you delicate. Know, pull out the, uh, yeah. you would think If somebody could explain he couldn't explain it. he's like he got cagey. he was on the show I think John Shirley brought him on the my, my uh, sci-fi writer friend cyberpunk writer friend said this guy would be interesting to you and I talked to him for about oh, I don't know, about about an hour on the show, and we he, he brought up this stuff and he said, I've worked on this stuff, um, there's a company down in San Diego, the ones that probably did the uh, UAV, those first UAVs that we all heard about. I can't remember the name of the company, but he said he worked down there, was compartmentalized, and he knew about the capabilities, and this was one of them. Um, and the thing, thing was, I said, do you think this explains all the... And he said, I, I believe, he said, no, I don't think it explains everything. No. And that's just how I feel. I think it explains a lot of the sightings.
3: Some of the Belgium uh, triangles back in the 80s. Yeah. They did the things... Hudson, some and, of the Hudson Valley stuff. Yeah, the that Hudson Valley just, stuff, you know, too. Yeah.
0: Maybe the Phoenix Lights, who knows? Not all of the Phoenix yeah. Lights.
3: Well, the initial sighting that went from all the way from Henderson all the way down to yeah. Tucson and made the right-hand turn to the west and went to Yuma, yeah. that thing was described as being almost a mile long. So I, I don't think we have anything up
0: there. It kind of hard to
3: hide something like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. where, where would they, you know, how could they fly it without being seen? You
0: can't, well, some of the, well, maybe it's not a mile, but the things go up to like, you know, 100,000 feet or over. Right. Yeah. They have um, solar panels on them, solar cells, and then they basically just park themselves in the in the above the jet stream or in some you know, they've got control on them so they can just park over one spot on the earth. And they're so high up you can't see them. Right. I mean, they're basically what, um, like ten miles away from you, right. not more yeah, than
3: that. almost into space. Yeah.
0: yeah. So even if it was a mile long, you well you could see it. However well, if it was camouflage, probably you wouldn't <laughs> be able to see it. <laughs> they
3: wanted to park one of those surveillance blimps over my town in Arizona.
0: Uh-huh.
3: It was a big deal. They said, oh, yeah, we're going to be training our guys on how to operate these surveillance blimps. And we're going to park it over your town. And all the cowboys said, yeah, we'll see how long it stays up there and how many, <laughs> how many bullet holes uh, it takes to bring it down.
0: <laughs> that so. was the, um, I had, I think I one time when Bill Moore was on. The Few times he was on this show, or maybe it was sometime when I had talked to him. He was either published, I published it, or whatever. He said the cattle mutilation thing to get back to that. Since we have one of the like premier experts here, um, we, <laughs> we, yeah,
3: there are no experts.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> I'm not the, a veterinary per- pathologist. <laughs> yes. We have one of the long standing researchers of the right. uh, who's seen a lot, yeah. Um, but his idea was. He he said, "Well, it could be humans, and it probably is. But the thing is, what's the chance that one time some irate farmer is going to shoot one of the uh, the helicopter down or whatever, and that's it?
3: They almost did. Yeah, yeah, in Costilla County, the sheriff had to. Because I
0: think a lot of it is human stuff. yeah,
3: Yeah, the sheriff threatened to fire his guys if they brought down. They almost brought a helicopter down. It was it was smoking and barely flying." They thought they'd actually shot it down, but
0: why did they shoot at it?
3: Because they they felt that the helicopter was tied in with some cases that that particular night um, that were being reported. This is all real time, and so they went out and they saw this thing, and so they just opened fire on it. And somebody hit it in a, a sensitive spot because it started smoking and the, and when was when, this? Seventy-five. Ernie Sandoval, the sheriff, really said... Really early yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he said he was surprised if it had made it back to Fort Carson.
0: And there, there were... Well, if that's where it was from. But where else could it be from around that's there? That's
3: the direction it left in. Okay. It was headed northeast. <laughs> that's the only place that they could figure where, where it would
0: be going. <laughs> aye, 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 it runs home. <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly. So, yeah. You know, they, so uh, what did
0: they think? You know, what, is the, what, are the, what does the law enforcement there think? It's probably all over the map. You would think from that little story, they would say, "Well, it must be military doing this."
3: Well, and also there was the John Taylor at the Taylor Ranch. Uh, you know, other types of helicopters that that you know may or may not have been military appeared to be taking off and landing at the Taylor Ranch, and and that really made the you know the ranching community irate, and so they they were trying to take Taylor and his uh, you know his ranch manager out, and the ranch manager was running around like in a road warrior truck with uh, steel plating, bullet, bulletproof glass, and you know, had steel plates all over his truck because people were I taking pot shots at him. You yeah, know.
0: you you yeah. kind of. Um, well, somebody uh, ended up Suggested shooting in that book that he had an agreement with somebody or another. Yeah. yeah,
3: well, somebody actually shot Taylor. They shot him through his window and got him in the ankle. Oh. So. <laughs> but the Taylor Ranch has been remanded back as a commons area. The only I think there's only two commons in uh, America, the Boston Common, of course, the famous one, and then the. I, I forget I forget the name of it, La Sierra or whatever they call it um, is now been remanded back into the uh you know public uh you know for the public there in costilla, so they all can go up and use it now.
0: What happened to Taylor
3: uh well, he died years ago, but uh, oh, okay. the family family lost the lawsuits uh there was a pending thirty five year you know court case that went on and on and on and then and then they kept stringing you know the the legal process along and then finally they ran out of uh Options yeah. they had to make a ruling, and, the, and it was bought by a board member of Enron, actually at one point, and then, and then it was remanded back into uh, into public, uh, into the public trust.
2: Hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. And it, 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 so anybody can just go over there and start digging. Yeah. Well, if,
3: if, <laughs> I'm not sure about digging, but you can hunt firewood and, and go hunting up there and stuff now, right. like you used to be able to for. It was actually, you know, a commons area all the way back into the, I think, early.
0: That's right. 18, I remember. I remember this being something. in the book. Yeah. yeah. It's been so long since I've read your books, yeah. except for Trickster, because that was just a right. couple of years ago. Yeah. Um. So, what did you take away? I, I, did you listen to that interview with Peter Jordan I put up? Probably not.
3: Oh yeah, the one from uh, a number of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure I did
0: um what do you yeah. think of that interview and what he what he thought it was and the funny thing that happened after with him not wanting to talk to me anymore
3: yeah that's kind of interesting that he would kind of backtrack like that peter's one of those guys that he was around very early on yeah. in the 70s yeah and, like
0: 77 or yeah, 76 yeah, yeah. Him, and,
3: him and tom adams and david perkins worked together yeah. and i think bob pratt too actually right. when he was writing for the inquirer but You know, Peter, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, He never really published uh, a a few articles here and there. But um, you know, you would think that someone that put as much time into this whole thing as he did, that some of these really cool ideas that he had, he he would write them down. And but no,
0: he wrote some of them down because he had that one article in 40 and Times.
3: Right. Yeah, he did do a couple articles. Well, Well,
0: what do you think of his contention that it was? He thought it was. I think if I'm quoting him properly, he thought it was most, if not all, human based.
3: I agree. Actually, I, I think uh, Peter Ted Oliphant, um, there's there's a few of us that really, you know, have always thought I think uh, that there's some human agent uh, behind it. Most yeah. of these cases are and done with sharp sharp yeah. instruments, you know. And so. we've talked
0: about this before, but what yeah. you know, what was the thing that really led to you to that conclusion?
3: Um, or at least it's that. Hy- it's razor, hypothesis. razor. Occam's razor. Yeah. You know, uh, I I really think that there's you know, a, a monitoring process going on that's that's monitoring the environment and uh, and also monitoring the food chain. I think they're looking for mad cow disease. Yeah, and that it, was
0: Ted's idea. Yeah. Gabe pushed that on me very mm-hmm. early on. Yeah. Well, early on and when I knew him.
3: Yeah, you know, Ted and I kind of arrived at the same place. Initially, Ted thought that it was some sort of, sort of bacteriological um, weapons uh, experiments and, and research, kind of war games, but using, you know, unsuspecting ranchers. Uh, and their livestock as, as you know, as targets, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as soon as I really started. That's like
0: a big, big, big no-no if somebody gets caught, though.
3: Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, why
0: yeah. go through that risk?
3: Yeah, that's and that's one thing that I, I've i always had a problem with, that, that there, there is too much risk involved to do something, you know, kind of clandestine war games type activity. but But the mo-
0: biological, like, accident thing makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah.
3: Well, I've I've always suspected that possibly mad cow disease could have been manufactured. That it was some, something that got loose from the Rocky Mountain uh, Labs there in Fort, Fort Collins, because yeah. that's where the first real outbreaks happened
0: in the sixties. So, wasn't um, was the place Dugway? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's not in the region, but it's the re, it's not directly in the region. It's still a region, yeah. and that had a very active big. You know. chemical and biological weapons uh, development right. program. Right, some of them
3: got away. I mean, there's uh, if I remember correctly, I think in the late 70s, early 80s, there were a bunch of sheep uh, that were next to Dugway that were overcome by some agent, some gas or something. Mm. I, I forget the details of it. And
0: that's been closed for years, supposedly. It's the one um, near, oh, it's on so. the border of uh, Nevada and Utah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of southwest
3: near, from Salt Lake City.
0: Yeah. It's near uh, what's the border town there? Not Winnemucco. I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, that's it's funny yeah. though. I think um, Doty once told me that there's a there. He went to a hangar there that had um, had UFOs and aliens and stuff painted on the inside of the hangar, and this was before they closed it as right. a military base. I mean, it was so. It wasn't graffiti. I said, "Who painted it there?" Once again, it might have been Doty screwing with me. Right. So I don't
3: think it's closed. I think uh, I think the Army Chemical Corps still has some presence oh, really? there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
2: Oh, okay. I and mean, that's
3: where the anthrax, supposedly for the the nine eleven anthrax uh, attacks. I think they traced it back to Dugway, didn't they? Really? Yeah, the Ames strain. I think it was being kept. Oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I do remember this. Yeah, I think Dugway is still operating. In fact, Alien Dave, Dave, uh, what's the name, Rosen, Rosenberg? Uh, Alien Dave, he's up in Utah. He's been okay. Sneaking All I know is there. UFO, Dave. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, there's a
3: guy he has the. I don't uh, know
0: Alien Dave.
3: Yeah, he's been uh, he's been digging around there at Dugway for years, and oh, okay. he's got tons of stories from there. Yeah, it's it's still shit. Got to get him it's on still the show. A presence, yeah, yeah. He's he's a pretty interesting
0: guy. He, Ladies and gentlemen, with today we're going to talk with Alien Dave. There's <laughs> our friend Dave. Yeah, uh, Dave. Uh, what's going on with David? Is he uh, off on another trip? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. He's on the he's on the George George Chakalaka S-taka, series with the hair. Where is it? There we go. I don't know. There are four aliens.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Giorgio Sukalos. Yeah, yeah.
0: Giorgio.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he's selling T-shirts that has his uh, hair job on there.
1: <laughs> is he? Because, is he, I mean, you know, you've, he doesn't look that name. way when you see him in person. Yeah, he does. He does, does now? He? <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, he does.
1: See, I, I just, yeah. the times I've seen him, he doesn't have the orange tan or the wacky hair, but I haven't seen him in a couple of years. Yeah,
3: no, he's he's really, uh, he's making a lot of mile, mileage with the uh, the look, yeah.
0: Who came up with that look for him? I mean,
3: I I think he did. Uh, you know, you would think a guy that's like you know, arguably the the most visible person on one of the top History Channel shows in the past five years, four years,
0: would look he, like an alien.
3: Well, no, you'd think he'd have something <laughs> to maximize his his visibility and his potential. Like write a book, dude. You know, it's it's just ridiculous. I mean, the guy could really be maximizing his potential, you know, and he's not.
0: And all we he's know, selling rose 's his hair.
3: Yeah, exactly. He's selling these little, you know, those little uh, Peruvian uh, airplanes that look like little jet airplanes. Oh, yeah, he sells little, his little yeah. little pins and uh, and then T-shirts that have him and his hair on it.
1: <laughs> have, have you been down there to the Gold Museum in Bogota to see that? No,
3: I haven't. I, I, I was I amazed to. at
1: how tiny they I've been there twice, yeah. and I was amazed at how tiny those things are. Yeah, they're, really o- on. they're,
3: they're only about an inch long. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah.
1: But there's all the details that you see. Yeah.
3: David Childress has been down there. I don't know. That he keeps flying cool. down there, and then... Yeah. Prometheus, the the you know production company, they find out if he's flying somewhere that they could possibly piggyback their uh-huh. shoot, and then they go, "Well, since you're going to be there, we're going to send a camera guy." You know? <laughs> so they. No, keep, I'd rather not. <laughs> I'm going there to have fun. Well. <laughs> I'm kind of busy.
0: Are you- <laughs> <laughs> that is that, That's a good one yeah. too I mean, it, He's had more exposure to yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. He all lives the, next door to me is, It's kind of hard to David, David Childress um, yeah. David. President and uh, CEO of Adventures Unlimited Press Yeah
3: My next door neighbor Yes <laughs> Yeah
0: uh, They live next door to each other there well, in Arizona I, With uh, with um, You showed me when I was there last time A ashtray full of dead scorpions You yeah. found all over the house Well
3: no in my room
0: In your <laughs> there was like eight of them in there.
3: Yeah, it's yeah, it more like 20, but who's counting? No, the, and they're, the, they're the nasty, the bark scorpions with the nerve toxin. Yeah. The, oh, jeez. I had I, a friend that... stung three times. Really? Yeah, twice in one one city.
0: <laughs> How's that feel?
3: It, well, Where'd the, they get you? Like at an, the first time a long it got extremity? me on my, my left palm, and, and it took about a day, and my whole arm went numb. And, and then when it, when it it took about a day and a half for it to like come, all the feeling to come back, and it was like when you... When your arm falls asleep, yeah, and then it it just hurts, it like it like burns and stings when you just barely touch it. i times that by ten. Oh, it was awful. Ah. Oh, it was it was a nightmare. I melted about fifty ice cubes on it. For three hours, it was just agony. That when I first got stung. Oh hmm. man, those things are nasty. Little tiny things yeah. too. Well, David, David is uh, he, the guy. I don't know David Childers. He he travels probably six seven months out of the year. Yeah. He came over to the house a couple of years ago, and he says, you know, I'm really getting tired. I I I think I'm just going to go around the world. And and I said, oh, cool, you send me a postcard. Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, ho, yuck, yuck, yuck. And he goes, okay. And he, he ends up leaving to go around the world. And every place he went, the second he left... Within a day or two, riots broke out, uh, royalty. Yeah, uh, David's
0: uh, working for the government, I think.
3: Uh, <laughs> the, you know, the uh, monarchs were deposed. Uh. Actually, no,
0: not the government. <laughs> He's probably working for some private company. Okay, okay we're done here. Let's destabilize. I mean, every,
3: everywhere he went. <laughs> as soon as he left the country, oh, you know, there was civil unrest and... <laughs> <laughs> you know, junta's were t- doing coups for the government, and yeah. I think the king of Nepal was deposed. And
1: there's a new series in there, David Childress, Harbinger <laughs> of, j- of Doom. <laughs> David yeah. Childress, yeah. Ajon Provocateur. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I love, yeah, I love exactly. the life though. When when he gets tired, he, he he goes around the world. Most people yeah. be like, oh, I'm kind of tired of travel for David, I, and I can relate to that. Yeah, I'm, no, he's
3: lucky bastard. Yeah, he's in Europe now for three months. He's he just took off and yeah. It's 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 lonely on, on at the top. I, I imagine his his nuts must be like turning, to, you know, like neon or something, like glowing from all those backscattered, you know, X rays that he
1: <laughs> goes through when yeah. he goes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's got to worry a guy, you know. With with, now, with with you in Arizona, you're you're in Arizona, right? At that, that, yep. Um, have you been? Have, have you looked much? Yeah. Okay. Have you looked much into um, South Mountain? since you've been there not
3: really um i kind of stay away from from the whole phoenix scene down there yeah um jeff wiles is doing a good job uh you know documenting a lot of the activity that's uh, that's being reported and there's just so much uh chaff you know um yeah so many people are seeing chinese lanterns down there yeah you know mundane the space you know station going over and right there's just a lot of um misinformed uh, sightings that are you know getting a lot of notoriety and and you know you'd be chasing your tail trying to get to the bottom a lot of that stuff so i i I pretty much got my hands full with the san luis valley because i still do have a network of you know sky watchers and you know law enforcement sources and stuff up there so i'm i'm spending a lot of time still you know um kind of riding herd on that whole scene up there and Occasionally, something will happen. There was a really cool sliding um, event, November 2006. Uh, a line of cars on Highway 17, the Interstate 17, mm-hmm. was down halfway between where I live in Phoenix and um, at the foot of the Bradshaw Mountains. And this huge 300-foot, you know, triangular-shaped object came down and landed, appeared to, to land or get really close to the ground uh, in Bumblebee Canyon. Cars were lining the freeway and and uh arizona state state patrol and uh, dps officers wow. are, were um shooing people along saying you know move along move along i said well, don't you see that yeah just keep yeah. going <laughs> see what there's and then the f-16 showed up and we're circling around and and i actually did dig into that a little bit i i made some phone calls and of course was totally stonewalled by you know stonewalled by the yeah. authorities but but we did have um i had a, a live cell phone uh, report that was um given a, a guy gave to his wife and she immediately called uh, my girlfriend who immediately called me so within five ten minutes i was aware of the the event so
1: so you're getting a live report as it was happening or?
3: Uh, almost uh, within oh, wow. within 10 minutes how uh, many people
1: would you estimate witnessed that
3: he said there was at least a half a dozen cars that had pulled over, and okay. a lot of people slowing down. So right. quite a number. I mean, it was, so anybody going interstate. on the highway, people yeah. stopping. Yeah, down. Yeah. 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 A, yeah, There was a lot of people that must have wow. seen it, and, and the people that were pulled over were, I guess, in the eyes of the authorities, kind of creating a traffic hazard. So they kept everybody moving, and you know, it's like, but don't you see that down there? Yeah, but you're, you know, you're gonna a truck is gonna get you. <laughs> so keep moving, you know. So that was an interesting one. I've had a a couple of sightings in the Sedona area that I felt were worthy of, of digging into a little bit, but you know, South Mountain, there's just so much going on around that area that you just, there's a lot of uninformed sky watchers that are, you know, I don't think they're really aware of what they're looking at. I
1: I had, I got introduced to the whole South Mountain thing by Kevin Smith and Jeff Wooline, right. you know, um, and uh, when I went and spent a weekend with Kevin, we, we went and we were going around in the canyon there where all the petroglyphs are mm-hmm. and, and actually later we learn we're in the areas you're not supposed to be in and taking pictures of it and stuff and then uh, uh um the, the, it's not so much that while we were there anything happened it was the weird behavior of people during the course of that weekend wow. you know and uh, which, which was intriguing but the reason I wanted to look at it and the reason the whole thing he you know was telling me about Jeff and what's been there was the fact that um my geomorphologist author that, you know, from of right. mind that I published, Sachery, had identified so many ley lines, right. Intersecting, yeah, lay lines there intersecting Right there. on the mountain. Yeah. And, and so I was intrigued with it yeah. from that aspect. That
3: is, it's a really cool kind of mysterious area there. Yeah. There's oh, a yeah. lot of stuff has been reported over the years there, but... But, again, it's it's wading through, you know, it's wading through the flotsam and jetsam reports. It's It, it, it can drive you nuts.
1: Well, to me, the, the some of the photos, and, and I told Kevin this, um, you know, like some of Jeff's photos, I'm like, well, that really does look like balloons on a string. And then, you know, you'd look at the image, and it would look like it would morph. And then you go, well, maybe that's just because it's so high and the camera right. work, you know, was jumpy or something. So it's kind of hard right. to draw any. Conclusions. Yeah, all. some
3: of the daylight stuff is is intriguing. I, I've seen some of his. Uh, Jeff Wolvine, you're talking about his yeah, stuff. Yeah. And Jeff Wells too, has some really cool stuff. He's got a whole slew of footage that he's taken. In See, the I haven't area. seen
1: his. i got to look at his. Yeah,
3: he's got a whole website. It's definitely worth, worth checking out. He's got some pretty interesting stuff. But then you have that Brian. Uh, what was that? Brian. Forget the guy that came out with the hoax where the object shows up and the lights come on one after another, the obvious Photoshop
1: oh, job. Didn't I, Mythbusters or somebody yeah, uh, yeah. attack that one and say, hey, this is BS? Yeah. Right, but so, of course, if that one's BS, it means every, every take, video right. and film <laughs> and photo <Yeah>. ever taken <laughs> right. is BS. Yeah. Well, my problem yeah. with is it real, I think if that's the show, is, yeah. it, is it real, it, people, is is the conclusion that just because something – Kind of like what you said, just because some, they show one way it can be faked, therefore every right. instance of it is faked. Like, well, mm-hmm. wait a minute, you've just shown a way that you can duplicate right. something. Yeah. That doesn't mean that well, necessarily yeah. that yeah. was fake.
3: There is there is some very compelling uh, footage from that area that's really hard to discount. Cool. Very, very good stuff, especially the multi-witness stuff. People seeing the same object from different locations. Yeah, that's
1: kind of hard to... Yeah, make.
3: yeah, so there's definitely some real stuff but then it's all the chinese lanterns it's you know like i said before the you know the space station going over i mean that thing can really fool you you know if if you don't know what you're looking at yeah that's why it's really good to have uh you know the charts of of satellites trajectories true and and flight aware is another one that, that gives you the location of all transponded aircraft for the san luis valley project we 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 used uh, those two.
0: You use that database? Yeah, yeah, Live. absolutely.
3: And and also the uh, the NASA bolide. We had that, that really cool bolide that flew over about a month ago. Um, it was right, right around New Year's, actually.
0: Yeah, where'd uh, it go?
3: I'm not really sure. It sort of disappeared somewhere, like uh, eastern uh, New Mexico, northeastern New Mexico, southeastern Colorado. is mm-hmm. the best I can figure. But I got three calls on that just within minutes. So uh, that was a pretty interesting one, but it did show up in the NASA, you know, the NASA Fireball network. I think
0: I might need to eat something. I had like five questions and I've lost all of them. <laughs> um, uh, there you w- go. Uh, some oh, sunflower thank you. Seeds. Um, while I'm talking, uh, our our listener Carlos uh, wrote in. He said uh, apropos of what we were talking about a while a while ago, modern, modern carbon fiber can do some things that are credited. Credited with on super-fast, super lighter-than-air cra- air aircraft. Yeah. True. Carbon fiber stuff. Um, then he sent us a little article about UFO t- activity in and around Dugway. Yeah. Apparently there's a large yeah. history of it. But, that, I mean, that's yeah, kind quite, of a southwestern... A it's a, it's a signature of the Southwest. It's just weird right. stuff in the sky, which well, is why the, yeah. the government has tried, a to, ton of stuff. Yeah, tried to set up a UFO spotting station um, project. And you know about this. Yeah, that was back in, in northern in the New, New Mexico in the 50s, late yeah. 50s, I yeah. think. Because there was so much stuff going yeah.
3: on. Well, also the, the the green fireballs they really got into in the 40s and, and I've seen 50s. green
0: fireballs around yeah. here. Yeah. Not recently. Yeah. They look like fireworks.
3: Yeah, yeah they do. I've, I've seen a really huge one that was about five times bigger than the moon. The full really, moon, yeah, huge thing, and it traveled parallel to the ground too. It was really weird.
0: Okay, yeah, because that's what that's what they said some of the original yeah. green fireballs did. But I, yeah. yeah, I've seen them in the middle of the day. You look up. I'd be driving, and then you look up through the windshield. You're like, what the hell is that? And you see this these bright balls shooting straight down out of the yeah. sky. And then yes. they just kind of disappear probably. It looks like maybe 500 feet up. You can't tell because you yeah. can't tell how far, far no, away I've they are. That. I've seen that multiple times, three yeah. or four times.
3: Cheap fireworks. You think yes. they're connected to
0: the... Uh, Were the, you the one that came up with that yeah. one? The cheap yeah. fireworks yeah. thing? Yeah.
3: <laughs> they fizzle out. They're supposed to explode, but they don't. Well,
0: yeah. they, they just kind of shoot at the earth and then they kind of fizzle out. What yeah. about that green
1: flash phenomenon they, they say that you can see when you out here oh, on the, the uh, west coast? the west,
0: uh, off the west coast?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, no.
0: I don't even know if that's been explained. I mean, it has something to do with the refra- refraction of the sunlight right. and the ocean and and um, uh, inversions and things like that. How, how about
3: these weird uh, apoc- apocryphal noises that have been reported the last week around the world? I talked with
0: Tim about that a couple weeks yeah. ago. There's this new fad of um, sky sounds.
3: Right, right. These weird boom- booming sounds that people are hearing all over. Mm-hmm. They're being reported, I mean, daily now. It's pretty interesting.
0: Daily, really? Yeah.
3: It's like Thor is getting, you know, warming up on his drum kit or something.
2: <clears throat>
3: what kind of stuff? Just booming noises that are repetitive. They come in kind of slightly patterned, uh, irregular pattern of booms. And just, Where? Jeez, I've lost everywhere? track everywhere. All over the world, you know, at least in Europe and, and the United States.
0: Because I remember reading in a Keel book a long time ago about, was it Keel? Maybe, about something... Uh, a sound on the East coast, a booming noise called the moodist noise. Right. You've that was in the seventies. Right? Yeah. No, he said it had been around for like, yeah.
3: there was a whole bunch of them in the hundreds think, and hundreds of years. 79. There was, and you just
0: talked about it. Then early American settlers talked about it and oh, people oh. are still talking mm-hmm. about it. apparently, huh. but I guess this is everywhere. Cause you, if you go on YouTube and put in sky noise or sky sound, yeah, you get all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, that you wouldn't have expected. Um, yeah. Any what in all the stuff you've investigated, you know, what about strange creatures? You were talking about the Wolf Man, yeah, but and Dog Man, Dog Man, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, been, and yeah. none.
3: There's been tons of different trooping fairies, leprechauns, what fairy fairies? dragons, trooping lines of fairies, oh, and, oh.
1: like the Wild Hunt.
3: Yeah, well, they they march in in like yeah. like single file lines. Mm really weird, had a uh, famous uh, L.A. studio musician had his studio in, in Crestown, and here they come. They're coming to get you. Yeah.
0: Let's make it really loud. Jesus. Dang. Well, there's a very large intersection here, so they yeah. usually honk when they come through. <laughs>
3: how, how thoughtful. What did he see and When? He was sitting there. He he helped. um, He's got. I don't know. And this wasn't after working like all night. No, no. He's he's like he did the theme for the Twilight Zone, the original Star Trek, Donna Reed show, The Untouchables, all the Golden Age of TV shows. He was the keyboard player for. Mm -hmm. Has forty patents. He has a patent on the electronic guitar. He was the chief, you know, consultant, design consultant for Roland and Korg and stuff and. I mean the guy's umpteenth degree black belt super in shape spiritual guy, just really he's, he's one of those together. like
0: frighteningly superhuman people,
3: exactly, yeah, he's in better shape than all three of us combined, and he's in his mid eighties i mean he's out rides his bike for miles every day, still I mean he's an amazing guy well, he had his uh recording studio in kind of an outbuilding of his house out in the grants, which is the you know the valley portion of the the baca Grande development where I lived in. And he called me up one day and said, "You know, I, I just I can't believe that I'm actually talking to you, but you you just got to know what's been going on in my house." And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" He said, "Today I was sitting there recording, and these like six or seven fairies these these like foot high, you know, diminutive humanoid beings wearing Keystone cop hats. Yeah, I remember the story out of your book. In in robes, they walked through his closed door." trooped across the floor within you know a foot of his feet and uh <laughs> he said they went through another they, wall yeah, they went through the wall and before the last one went through the wall turned around and it gave him a dirty look and then went through the <laughs> <wall>. <laughs> 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 he says i know you're gonna think i'm crazy and nuts and he, he, you know and i mean the guy's not you know he doesn't well, you're the drink, only person does, i can tell exactly who I'm nuts i and got it gonna... i got to tell somebody basically and uh and, yeah, and, and this wasn't the only thing he saw. I actually saw my first, uh, for lack of a better term, a prairie dragon. They're, they're these weird undulating sort of sea slug-looking things that they're about, I don't know, two feet long. They travel about a foot off the ground, maybe foot to you know 18 inches off the ground. And they kind of undulate like a sea slug, but but pretty quick yeah. dogs uh animals respond to them, a dog you know his dog would chase these things, and he he, he there were times we were seeing them daily and um same guy, yeah, and I was uh sanding their floors i was uh, re redoing the floors in their house when they were on vacation, and I was you know i hadn 't been partying or nothing, I swear it was like 8:30 in the morning, you know, I'm I'm getting ready to you know, I'm going out to I was loading in some some uh supplies and you know, sandpaper and the sander and stuff. And I walked out his his front door and 12 feet away, I I saw one of these things. I was looking right at it. Usually and then I realized that I'd seen these before, but they're I you you normally would see them under your peripheral vision and you just discount them You're like you just don't even pay attention. Yeah. You think it's like a, a cat or something or you know, you just.
0: What was that? Whatever. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah you don't because you're not looking right at it's just movement out of the corner of your eye. So I was looking right at this thing, with less than a second, with less than two seconds. I mean, in two steps. I mean, I, I dashed to the spot and, and was looking, and there was like a picket fence that that ran either side of his his uh, that enclosed his yard, and then there was an opening where the pathway was. I was going out, and and then there's sand all on either side of this. And there were no tracks. And uh, my my favorite story was he, he saw one of these things. Um, it came out of his stereo cabinet, went across the floor in front of him and his wife and his dog. And his dog freaked out. And it went across the floor and then out through the wall. And um, he let his dog out uh, the next morning. And the dog immediately ran around the house to where the thing had disappeared out the wall, he went around on the outside, and he had buried a bone there. And he dug it up and went and buried it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that
1: damn, that damn, buried dragon to go yeah, get my bone. Exactly. So, w- w- d- describe it. Was it? it amphibious looking? Was it reptilian? It looks looking? like
3: a sea slug. It doesn't really a have, a that's right, it doesn't have a head. It doesn't have a tail. It's it's tapered in the. Yeah. It's kind of rounded in the front, and then it has kind of a longer taper in the back, and the. The front and the back are more transparent than the middle, which almost looks uh, opaque. And, what and they color undulate. they had to give it a color. It's just kind of a, a dark. It, it's hard to describe. It's like a, oh. it's like a shadow in the middle almost. It's like dark in the middle, and then it tapers. Do you and think
0: anybody could ever take a picture? Yeah, or,
3: yeah I've got or a video. picture.
0: Actually. You do? I Where? think so.
3: On my website. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Go to tmv.cob.us.
3: Yeah, no, it's uh, our strange Planet. Oh, okay. US in the photo evidence section. Well, I got to check that out. Yeah, there's these. Oh, that's right. That's part and of it's... your. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> well, I, I was taking a, a group around. Uh, it got to the point where people were, you know, asking me to take them around the valley, and you know, if an investigator would come from out of state or something, I would, you know, take them around. Give them the tour. Yeah, but then it got a little ridiculous because I was getting groups of people that were asking me to do it and they you know they'd offer me money and i'd say no and they'd say well how much would it cost us to have you take us around so i kind of got forced into becoming a tour guide really so i was taking a group of about 10 people around and um there's this one corner as you leave in crestone there's like these s turns and at the first s turn as you leave in town it's out about about four or five miles um people were routinely seeing these things out there and also a phantom buckboard and a phantom um, group of, like, ghost horses that would gallop alongside the people's cars. And uh, Daytime? Yeah, daytime and nighttime. Um, I had four reports in one night, actually, of, of those. And the, the same guy that I, I told you about, the musician, he saw a group Just of 60... Just Go ahead. Yeah, 60, <laughs> 60 of these things, he said, a whole, like, flock of them or a herd of them went kind of d- dashing across the road and he went right through them and, and they weren't really there because you know he crammed on his brakes but he he plowed right through them and it's all in this like 100 foot stretch before you hit this curve so i stopped the caravan of cars you know i everybody had walkie talkies and i was like mr tour guide in the yeah. lead car type thing and uh i was you know, we all stopped and i was telling them all these incidences that I had had investigated there, and this woman was taking pictures of the group, and she took, I don't know, half a dozen, ten pictures uh, at that spot, and in one of the pictures there's two of these things that are are there in the corner of the photograph.
0: (laughs) And nobody saw them? No.
3: (laughs) If they did, they didn't tell me about it. You know, and somebody said, well, it looks like a reflection off a bumper or something. Well, if that's the case, then how come it's not there in all the other shots? It's only there in that one shot, so.
0: No, maybe she's just in the right spot. But the thing is, you say it looks like what you've seen. Very
3: similar, yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of, they look kind of like a. They look like an a, like a stingray with a pointy head, and, and they're weird. They kind of have fins on the side, almost they kind of they undulate like a sea slug. Well, it
0: sounds, ex- it sounds like the. Uh, sorry, Walter. The uh, um, what's the thing called? Jose Escamilla's thing.
3: Oh, rods? rods.
0: Yeah, it sounds like rods, which I think are. <laughs> almost 100 percent bullshit they're they're bugs
1: really
3: well there's one way to tell um it's an interlaced uh, bug that's out of focus if it has uh even number of uh, appendages if it has an odd number of appendages it's chances are it may be something something real ah okay there's a little rule for i've
0: seen them in old video in old films
3: Mm mm-hmm Yeah, but if it's even number of appendages, then it's probably a video artifact or a film artifact. If it's got odd number, well, have you seen
1: any that have odd number? Yeah,
3: oh yeah, Yeah, not many, but most of them are even numbered.
1: Do do you experience any other physical sensation or phenomena when you witnessed it?
3: Um, Yeah, actually, kind of a. It was a high pitch kind of, uh, kind of whine or whistle in my ears, kind of, almost like a. Real loud tinnitus that was there right, for right. for an instant and then gone. Well,
0: you, while you saw it well, during when the sighting, yeah,
3: and yeah. almost like a, it was a slight clicking. Other people sound describe to it.
0: this.
3: No, huh. hmm. no, no, no one has. I, and I've asked too. people. People don't tend to notice things like that.
1: It could be. What I'm thinking is that you, you know just like sound has a spectrum, that not all of us can hear the same degree of it, in light. Mm-hmm. You know these things are clearly. Seem that, clearly it would seem that there's a you know the on the visual spectrum you know of light just once in a while you catch things right and you can see right. more of that spectrum
3: well it's also location too this spot location, where this yeah. where this happened the four houses that surround this this particular spot in the in the in the development i've I've been <laughs> able slowly over the years to kind of kind of back engineer where this stuff seems to be coming from and going to. And I've ID'd mm-hmm. like a, where the veil is thin. There's like this one spot oh. where this stuff seems to be coming from. And I, I took Rosemary Ellen Guiley there last spring. and
0: uh, What did she say?
3: Well, we were. she was helping me investigate a couple of really amazing cases. And boy, she's really good in the field. She really knows her stuff. And I was very thankful to – I learned a lot, actually, <laughs> from her. And uh, we had gotten done talking to this one couple who had this weird poltergeist type stuff going on. And uh, just as a, all of a sudden I had this hit, oh man, I should take her down to this spot. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And normally when I go down, I don't want to sound like I'm from Sedona or anything, but normally <laughs> before I go into this area, I kind of sit there for a while and clear my mind right. and sort of say, hey, remember me, I'm back. I'm going to come in here now. You know, I kind of ease my way into right. there. But I just pulled up and we both, you know, just got out of the car and went barreling down in there. We were instantly, we both felt this, these presences coming right up, I mean, right Whoa. in my face. And, uh, you, you know, I've been able to, I'm not the world's most sensitive guy, but, you know, over the years, I've been able to kind of sort of be tuned a little bit to subtle energies and, I know I sound ridiculous, but no, <laughs> but, no, but no, I really no. have. uh and, no, it uh, doesn't sound ridiculous. And, and Rosemary is, is I mean, if I'm kind of sensitive, she's really sensitive. And we both said at the same time, I think we better leave. <laughs> <laughs> and we turned around on our, on, you know, we just turned in about face and we left. But w- later I asked her to, to describe to me what she felt. And she described exactly what I felt, that something came right up to me. And then something came around lower to her right, and that's what she described. And and as we were leaving, and we drove back up the hill and, and to where we were staying, it was about a five minute, uh, you know, drive. I mean, it was pretty close. And mm-hmm. we're sitting around the kitchen table in the in the house that we were staying in, and uh, I'm looking at the at the double set of windows, and he had he had the, the guy who owned the house had these the big red plastic cups with plant starts. All lining up on the windowsill, and then the bottom had two rows because it was an extra wide windowsill, and uh, and Rosemary had something said something to the effect of, "Well, I, I hope we didn't bring a hitchhiker back, or one of those uh, hope it didn't come back with us." And I'm like looking right at the window, at and one of the plants leapt off the windowsill oh. and and went out this far into the room, and went, Foosh, and all the dirt went all over. We both looked at each other like, oh my God. <laughs> and uh so that was some uh interesting validation of sorts, I guess. Uh, but that spot down there is I mean, has anybody
0: I, else gone and done anything there, like uh, the measurements or put up cameras or
3: I yeah, yeah, actually uh Yevgeny a um a Russian Academy of Sciences guy, he's an inventor. He's uh he has patents on On detection gear that he's done he's got software programs that he runs through his little laptop and stuff and i took him down there and his he's got a it's an image modeler that gives you a kind of a visual representation of of whatever quantum it's like quantum energy fielders i forget the 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 long scientific dissertation that he gives to describe exactly what he's picking it up Long as long as he
0: knows his shit, anytime somebody says quantum something, it sounds like shorthand well, for I don't know what I'm talking ex- about. <laughs> exactly.
3: But <laughs> yeah. what it, you know? he did describe it to me, and I do have the paperwork on this thing. I just haven't looked at it in a while. But it, there's a sensor on there that picks up some sort of energy, subtle energy field. And he took... I took him around the valley to some spots, and uh, he got amazing results at, at a number of them. Not all, but a number of them. Mm-hmm. Were very. He was very impressed. In that spot, it was what off kind of the stuff? scale. I mean... Um, it was like uh, the Buddha. It was a visual image of like the Buddha dreaming the dream of a thousand Buddhas dreaming the dream of a thousand Buddhas. It was a weird fractal kind of just off into infinity type image that he said he'd never, never seen before. And another thing that I found interesting is when the Tibetans... Um, the Tibetans are pretty adept at, at locating, um, ley lines and, and earth energy, um, uh, you know, conduits of energy, um, geometric energy on, uh, and, and they, when they came to build their healing center, they did these radiating lines of prayer flags and, uh, each flag would, you know, there'd be a line of flags and then they would stick them in the spot where they felt, you know, there was a nodal point or for lack of a better term, uh, you know, an important part of that line of energy. And of course, right there, <laughs> they stuck one right there. So, and I'm, I'm not sure what what that meant, but but um, you mean
0: at that spot in the road?
3: It's it's a corner lot, yeah, in, in the Baca Grande. It's about a hundred, about a hundred square, a uh, circle about a hundred hundred feet.
0: Oh, this is a different spot. This isn't the spot outside of Creston. No, of no, Aston. this is
3: this is a different spot. Oh, okay, um, there's there's like a thin. It's about a mile and a half long by about maybe an eighth of a mile wide. There's like a, like a long, long corridor, and then right in the middle of that is this one spot where Rosemary and I went to. Oh, okay. It's a pretty interesting spot.
1: Have you been to Devil's Canyon here? Which one? The Pasadena out by Devil's Jane. Gate. Devil's, Devil's Gate. Gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: No, no. But I heard, I heard you and yeah. Uh,
0: you need to go there. Yeah, okay.
3: I heard you guys talking about it with yeah, Adam well, and stuff. You, you should yeah.
0: Yeah, next time you come out here, tell me. Uh, yeah. If we had hooked up on Wednesday, take you. Yeah, I took Nick out there. He really liked it.
3: Yeah, I'd love to go there. Actually, I, I'm going to be spending more and more time out here because I've been being sucked into these video projects that I do out here. And, that uh, I just wouldn't been doing one the last three days. I always get stuck with the ones that nobody wants to do it has all the the bad problems, either audio or you know i'm I'm a remedial problem solver in the video realm
0: yeah the, where i work we uh it's we use the old term turd polishing <laughs> yeah exactly yeah
3: yeah exactly. Well, when you have somebody producing, here's video. your nice
0: shiny turd. Where's the next yeah. project?
3: It's tough. When, <laughs> it's tough when you have amateur uh, video producers, and they they put lav mics down on people's belts and stuff, you know. And
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try, try getting room,
3: rid of ambient room noise and stuff. And yeah, and
0: uh, stomach noise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what right. really, what was really cool one time it happened, and it, it totally blew everybody away, was. <laughs> <laughs> well I
3: told you but I was out here working on the same project a year ago. It's yeah. been a year year process. We finally finished it. Oh good. Oh god.
0: I uh, I'm still looking at the notes people sent in to ask. Uh, any insight or comments on Skinwalker Ranch as it yeah. reportedly took place there. We already talked about that. Yeah. Um
3: I got an inside track on some folks up there that I've been kind of working with.
0: Uh in what way?
3: Uh without getting myself or anybody else in trouble. Um just kind well, of the, you brought it up. some of the inside poop and what's been going on up there the last couple of years. And and what's interesting is that most people think it's just all on the ranch there. It's not the whole it's a whole area around there that's got yeah. stuff going on like the dogman thing happened in the in the actual town about 2 miles away. Yeah,
0: you said on the reservation so yeah. I figured it wasn't on the ranch because that's yeah. not their land.
3: It is, but they they're not allowed to go there so they sold it.
0: <laughs> okay, they're not, yeah. You mean by tradition they're not allowed yeah, to go exactly.
3: there. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, that's a taboo spot. Yeah. Uh we were just on the, uh, up and over the Skinwalker Ridge with the, you know, conspiracy theory crew and we had this weird this weird light showed up it was right kind of jumping up and down in in the air it was about just above the ground level we figured it was it's kind of hard to tell how far away it was but from a quarter to a mile to maybe a mile away and uh and it was doing some pretty interesting leaping up in the air type things almost like a temperature inversion you know you, sometimes in the desert you can see the way lights like headlights appear to oh, yeah, jump yeah. in the air because of moisture yeah. between you and the light source but it was it was like super dry slides. so yeah. i i don't think it was it was like a temperature inversion and, and they got it on on uh, video so i guess we'll see it would be interesting to see the spin they stick on it when they broadcast it i mean it was it's like i've seen i don't know how many dozens of times i've had similar type stuff and it's to me it was like yeah it's it's a weird light and i looked on the map and there was nothing there there was no roads no ranch houses no anything so it wasn't a in a remote area, yeah, there. Remember
0: right. the ghost light we saw in the cemetery in Imperial Valley, which and was we
1: immediately turned around. There it is. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah it no was reflect. Tower. It was reflecting uh, yeah, off a of gravestone. Reflecting yeah, on the gravestone.
3: Yeah. yeah. Like the West Cliff uh, Cemetery lights. They did an experiment where they turned every light anywhere near that place. Everybody all yeah, agreed uh, to turn their in, on. Um, in in Dulcy, Yeah, Gabe did that in in Dulce. In Dulce, yeah, 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 and it was still there.
0: Yeah. And he said it was still there. He said there was a boxing thing on there he was watching, so they got pissed at him. but
2: he was able to prove that it wasn 't a light from yeah. somewhere
0: else because it was yeah. the only light there suddenly was yeah. the one in the graveyard yeah. and that well that brings up another thing and I just thought of this when you were talking about what spin they would put on the the light that was out there, and you know why a spin and why a conclusion, and why do people need because i you, you, we know each other, and and uh, you know. Conclu- I think you agree with me that conclusions are abhorrent, especially with the yeah. paranormal. Yeah,
3: it's as soon as you start coming to some conclusions, that means that you've been in you've been involved in the field too long, <laughs> unless you've really got some slam dunk evidence. But it's entertainment, you know. I mean, I think out of all the shows, conspiracy theory is is one of the ones that, 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 that I think they are pretty straight with the way they shoot, but. We'll see. You know, this is a whole different uh, approach now with with you never know with Ty and this this new guy that they have on the show now. Jesse's not really going out in the field like he he was. Uh, his son is now. So yeah, but we'll we'll see. I mean, I I
0: they just fly him out to say shake hands and and show up at a place and get some shots and then he leaves.
3: Yeah, if that now if that, even yeah, because yeah. he won't fly now. He's he's got this whole aversion to you know because he goes through the metal detectors and he's got you know like a artificial hip and artificial knees and stuff and he he's just tired of all the pat downs and the wands and the you know Mm. trying to see if he's you're a big man let's see how big you really are you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know he's just tired he sued he sued the tsa and lost so he's he he only travels uh, overland so he he won't fly around. He did do Dulce, though. He did go to the Dulce uh, when they did the Dulce show. What was
0: their take on that? Do you I, even know? I I really don't.
3: They just, you know, they went, uh, they shot on the res, and they didn't realize they were on the res. That they did not get permission to shoot on the res. And I think... Uh, they ended up in one spot where they, they thought they were off the res and they were shooting and they ended up being on the res. I, I, I really don't know. I think Hoyt's, uh, was it his brother, I think, took him around, or Hoyt did, or? Some some relative of Hoyt's, I, I keep think, hearing
0: Hoy, This is Hoyt Velarde. I keep hearing he's yeah. like sick, and then he's well, and then he's sick, and then now he's doing fine. And
3: well, I I talked to him and said, Hey, these guys said that you died. I said, yeah, Tell me, say it ain't so, there Hoyt. He goes, Nope, I'm still here. <laughs> so I did have a heart attack, but uh, yeah, that was a I, while I do want to go about, go ago. back
0: out and talk to him because I was yeah. just beginning to get somewhere with him, and then I I had to take off.
3: Yeah, Hoyt Velarde for you listeners out there uh, was I think for Thank thirty you, years was the. The head of the Department of Public Safety there at the Hickory Apache Reservation, and which
0: is basically the police yeah. chief. Although he, if you say that, yeah. he goes, "I was not the police chief; no. I was the head of Public Safety." Right. He's in charge of the law enforcement. It yeah. was. For, it's for it's the like a sheriff's department yeah. versus
3: a town cop type right, thing, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, I met Hoyt back in '94, if I remember. It's been a, been a long time uh, since I first met him, and I. I was supposed to train all his guys and how to properly investigate cattle mutes, and, and uh, they had to duck the training because they were, you know, the Mineral County Sheriff got murdered, and so they were all on a big manhunt. So. And we never did reschedule, but he's he wanted to meet with me, so we met uh, in South Fork and they had a little coffee shop for six hours. I never drank so much coffee in my life. <laughs> oh, God, I was like, I was totally I, you know, wanged out.
0: I went out with him to his. Property and he's uh, he was talking to David and a right and Ron, about the Ron James
3: foot. yeah about the Bigfoot report he claimed he had over a hundred Bigfoot uh, reports that he went out on yeah a uh, hundred and while
0: well, he was talking about the stuff he'd seen at his property yeah, and had yeah. rocks thrown at him and everything right right the way these people do things is not amenable to the proper answer
3: especially Diné the Diné peoples the Navajo yeah. and Apache are really really. Yeah. Uh, Super difficult to, to pull anything out of. The Pueblo, Pueblo folks are a little easier.
0: Yeah, they're a little easier. Hopi are like that, too. Yeah. I mean, they're it's very... Yeah.
3: Sideways. Well, yeah. all, all Native American cultures, I think, are, are kind of that way. They lean that way. But it's some are more amenable to that sort of uh, discourse than others. Um, you know,
0: I'll, I'll come out on the porch after buying something at, at the Hopi Reservation. That, um, what's the name of the town there? I can't remember it. And there was a guy sitting out there on the porch just to... One of the Hopies sitting there. Um was it the Hopi right? Yeah.
3: No. We Hod no. Villa. Anyway, yeah, I, I Yeah,
0: one of those. No, it was the main one, the one where the co- one hotel is and everything. The cultural center, yeah yeah. 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 And he started talking to me about some trip he'd taken to the Grand Canyon. But what he was really talking about was what are you doing here? Right. How do you find our place and right. you know and I talk to him about the Grand Canyon, but right. this other conversation is going on somewhere else in the space in our right, mental right. space yeah it 's really weird when that happens, and it yeah. 's funny you 're just sitting there talking and realize oh wait a second we 're not
1: talking about this." <laughs> I know. We're another, talking about this thing. I know another group of people that communicate that way. They're usually in the intelligence business. And yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Sources. It's it,
0: it, it's it's funny because their way is very exactly. organic and all that, and yeah. the spooks' way is very computer analytical way. It's so, it's a very Western sounds way. Sounds
1: like conversations I had with my uncle when he was recruiting me.
0: Yeah. About this yeah, yeah, but it's funny because the yeah. the it's it's different things, but you know, yeah, it's it's kind of the same. But it, it's, forever
3: moving sideways. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's totally you know we talk about it, but it's, you cannot do it justice by explaining it. Right, right. It just ruins it when yeah. you explain it.
3: Exactly. It's 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 so it's communication what were you talking about the canyon? Well, what was coming out about the canyon? It's very important to the Hopi, you know, the place of no, emergence. No, no,
0: he was talking about what we were doing there. And our interaction and who the hell was I and had I been there before and all that. But I understood that that's what he was talking about and how long you're going to be here and all that. As we were talking about the Grand Canyon, because he talked about how it was sacred to them and how the mountain, what's that big mountain? The the Navajo say it is, too. I can't remember the name. It's got an English name, you know, American name, but they have a totally different name for it. It's like one node of their San
3: Francisco Peaks. That's it. Yeah, that must be it. Yeah. Where the Kachina sky sky mm-hmm. people come and go. Yeah.
0: yeah, so he he talked about that and a little bit about it. But the the thing was, I don't remember the substance of the conversation, what we were saying. I remember what we were meaning.
3: Yeah, what he was what he was trying to pull out of you, yeah. basically. Yeah,
0: and it was and it's funny because he you know it, it wasn't it wasn't anything real important or anything. It was just, and I almost didn't realize it at the time. I kind of realized it in retrospect what was going on. yeah
2: well the, uh, the
3: white white men done took everything else, so you know, they're holding on to their to their knowledge and stuff uh, pretty much. I guess highly. so.
0: I, I don't know. Maybe they speak more directly to each other or maybe the way yeah. they speak directly we wouldn't even understand. Yeah. yeah. But um I, I just I just find it fascinating that's a mode of conversation and a mode of communication. Yeah. Just like anything different like that, yeah. like the like the um the kipu, the the ancient Aztec um uh tying knots. In rope, right. and they would mm-hmm. give them the messengers, and they'd run to the next. And only certain priests could read what they... And they were just knots and pieces of rope, right. pieces of string. But they had; they were all messages. Yeah. They were. There was a language of knot tying.
3: Well, I'll tell you, the first time I met Hoyt Velarde, he was very direct with me. He yeah. spent the first twenty minutes. I mean, red face, just going up one side, down the other, about how there is no base underneath uh, Dulce. There's, there's no. Yes, yeah, he's. There's uh, no base there. Blah, 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 blah. And all I'd done is shake his hand. Finally, when he got done, it was kind of like he paused for a second and started, you know, kind of breathing a little bit because he was so, you know, red faced. I said, Hoyt, I w- I'm not here to talk about Dulce. I, I never asked you about Dulce. Why are you so insistent on telling me all this? Well, you're probably like everybody else. It's the first thing they want to know is if there's a base underneath And I'm telling you, and I said, "Wait, no, you don't need to go through it all again." Yeah, he kind of I'm did not that with us in... too. Yeah. He kept
0: insisting that it was over here, yeah. and he took us up a uh, mountain and said, "Not there, but there." Yeah, and he, uh, he like pointed it out to us. I said, "When can we go there, Hoyt?" He said, "Anytime you want." Which which one was it actually under that he was pointing at? Uh, the, uh, the mountain, not the mesa. Okay. <laughs> Or if there is anything, (laughs) here comes the indirect thing. Yeah. If there is anything going on, it's the mountain, not the mesa. Yeah.
1: If there were to be something, it (laughs) might be. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't even mean that that's the indirect thing. Yes, there is something there. It's more like you're looking in the wrong place. Don't be so insistent. Like he was saying with you.
2: Oh, and he was rabid. Yeah. I mean, he was bone at the and mouth. If, You know,
0: if you want something, hang out and don't be a dick.
2: <sighs> yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> well, and I, I, it was it was a great opportunity for me to do to do the ultimate disclaimer. It's like I never even asked you. <laughs> I'm not here to talk to you about that. But since you have so insistent on telling me that there isn't, now I'm wondering why you know what's what's going on, Hoyt. Right? How come you how come you felt this need to you know to really uh, do this big uh, disclaimer thing? When was and, this? Ninety four.
1: Yeah, okay. Th- what it would make me wonder was, you know, first of all, methinks he does protest too much. Second of all, it's like maybe what he's saying sideways is there is no base. There's something there, and it has to do with our mythology and the underworld and stuff, but it is no military base. It yeah, exactly. could be something uh, yeah. another angle like that. Yeah.
0: Well, there's a lot of political and inter- inter- tribal uh, and stuff going on. With all the stuff that's going on there, it's very intimately yeah. connected to the weirdness, to the army presence, to the old um, atomic testing, um, stuff going on with San, uh, 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 what's the name of the um, Los Alamos. Los Alamos. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff going yeah. on, and it's a lot more involved and a lot yeah. more organically related yeah. to each other than this is our mythology, and this is the UFOs, and this is the Bigfoot. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. 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 I, the minute you start categorizing and doing the, you you're on the wrong path.
2: Yeah,
3: I think there's a lot of really nasty nuclear waste buried underneath there. Is what I think. Yeah, and they blame it on gas buggy. Oh, was that you know, that was that tactical nuke that we uh, blew up in '66? That's why all the radiation is you know polluting the it's environment. Le- it's
0: leaching from Los Alamos, and it has been for a long time, and that's another part of it yeah. too. Yeah, plus a lot of unnamed stuff that has to do with. The the zero regulation of tribal land exactly, and, and the selling away of rights to do these weird right. things on tribal lands.
3: Yeah, because it's not part of the United States; yeah. it's a sovereign country. So you can pay off the Roadrunner Clan or the Corn Clan, who's ever you know the 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 most powerful you know compromised you know politically dirty you know clan that's uh, running things.
0: Chris, have you ever mentioned any of this stuff on any show before? I mm-hmm. bet not.
3: Not to this degree.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I, was I have was just my thinking suspicions. about it. It's
0: like, I don't know if I want to exactly talk about it, actually.
3: <laughs> yeah. I did meet a, an old uh, Spanish miner who claimed he helped build a tunnel from Los Alamos to, up into the Dulce area. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
0: How long ago? Mm,
3: this would have been ninety, about the same time, 95. When maybe. you say
0: Spanish, you mean a... Hispanic.
3: Hispanic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hispanic.
0: But you're talking about see when people say Hispanic, most of them think of the the larger culture Hispanic like we have here in L.A. or Arizona right. or whatever. New Mexico Hispanic is way different.
3: Yeah. Well, that's way, way, way yeah. different. He was New Mexico you're, Hispanic? You're talking
0: about Spanish Hispanic. Spanish. Yeah. yeah. There's and well, they're there's, very there's, aware there's, of and proud of and yeah. the difference. Yeah, yeah. And tracking very carefully yeah. where that where these families come from.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's he's definitely got the old Castilian. Yeah. Castilian blood in them, or whatever the you know the old world Spanish blood in them. I mean, there's there, you you can meet Hispanics in northern New Mexico that have red hair and blue eyes. You know? Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Go trick or treating at like Pataca or Las Tablas or some of those places there. You know, and you go trick or treat. It's like. Hey, get out of here! <laughs> I wanted to do that. Go to some of those penitent little penitente communities, <laughs> just dress up like a devil. They'll, and, Nora, they'll nail a, you up. Yeah, with a <laughs> with a film crew and go trick or treating on Halloween.
0: Yeah. Are there still penitentes doing oh, stuff yeah, there? Absolutely. I've got a I, yeah. I've got a book called Los Hermanos Penitentes. Yeah. Yeah, um, written in the 60s, I think, or 70s, yeah. by a woman, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's that one per- picture of a guy being nailed yeah. up that some. Uh, I think it was, no, it was.
3: Charles Loomis, who was that Was it L. A. Loomis? Yeah, and they yeah, said, he, said he got he, shot at. Yeah, he was an LA Times uh, writer, I think. Yeah, back well, in the he's. A, of he, yeah.
0: And he's. Uh, very famous Southwestern historian. Right. Um, he has a house here called the Loomis House, which is, I think, the Southwestern Museum,
3: actually. Right, yeah. yeah he was the only one to ever take a picture of a penitente crucifixion. Yeah. And then he said he, and got, then he shot. got shot. <laughs> is, that the,
1: is that the picture that's in your book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, where does um, Arthur Manby factor into your research?
0: Arthur Manby. The penitentes are a, a, a sect of Catholicism oh, no, that, that the, 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 uh, reenact the uh, crucifixion by nailing yeah. themselves actually up to crosses. Yeah.
1: And flogging Sup- themselves. Yes, Sup- supposedly. Yeah. Um, but Arthur, there's a picture. Arthur Rockford Manby was the guy who um, uh, g- considers him, considered himself like a a land baron in northern New Mexico, in the Taos area, and, and all. He claimed to. Control and own all this property in northern New Mexico. When he died, it was under mysterious circumstances. Somebody cut his head off, and they're not sure the head that was found was his. And, <laughs> and uh, give me
3: a time time frame. Uh,
1: the late nineteenth and early twentieth century. You know the kind of the the because the name
3: away. does kind of ring a bell, but I'm not I'm not familiar with that. I didn't uh, really do that Rick much Spence research. Rick Spence turned
1: me on to him when yeah. we were doing research for Empire of the Wheel, and we looked at him regarding our mystery because our 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 main victim, um, the alleged suicide note claimed um, that she had come from El Paso, and he had influence in El Paso and all throughout New Mexico and stuff. And, and just because of all of the intrigues in our mystery, he Speaking popped. I'm them. sorry, just because all of the intrigues in our mystery, uh, Manby popped up in the Empire of the Wheel stuff, and we mentioned him in the book. But I immediately thought of you when I when Rick first introduced me to him because Northern New Mexico, right, right. there up against Southern Colorado, and and um he uh he he, he he was in tight with in fact uh, this woman was his lover. Um she was a native uh, uh native Spanish mix a Bruja a witch mm-hmm. and stuff. And I thought, you know, maybe you'd heard of him.
3: Yeah, the name rings a bell, but I, I haven't done much uh, research about about landowners um going back that far. I can tell you about a landowner who's there right now. Yeah. Yeah, good old Donald Rumsfeld. It's got fifty thousand oh. acres just below the border. <laughs> That's right. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I, a, right I, where I, there supposedly. Uh, that from you. One of those weird underground bases right around there too. How interesting! Man. Yeah, it's like I don't know.
1: That is interesting. But you might might check out Manby. Yeah, uh,
3: Manby. I have to remember that Ar- Arthur, Arthur Arthur Rockford, Manby.
1: and it's spelled R O C H F O R D, and he comes from uh, British. Uh, you know like uh, his father was an actual baron or something yeah. in England and that's Landed where he comes gentry. from and yeah exactly yeah. and um he, he, his story is just strange enough that it makes you wonder okay what did he know about the weirdness yeah. so that's why you would find him more interesting yeah. than just the average landowner and i believe that um th- there was a movie that Vincent Price did where he's this uh, the, the the Baron of Arizona or something it's called hmm. and I, I think it was loosely based on this hmm. guy because he was quite quite a strange character. Yeah, I
3: have to have to do a little digging into that one. That is a really spooky area between Taos and the border, right in the center of the valley. Oh, i yeah. When I was out there uh, last spring with Rosemary,
0: that place seems dark even in the middle of the day when yeah, you're driving. Yeah, yeah.
3: That's I mean it is. I'd never really done very much exploring. Or that it. route
0: between Taos and uh, that northern route over the mountains between Taos and um, Dulce. That, yeah. that I've driven that about 3 times and it always bothers me, and I don't know why.
3: Yeah, Are you, talking, you you're talking La Magna Pass going over to Chama? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, Where you
0: come out over the the big bridge over the Rio Grande as you come into Taos, whatever that road is that goes straight over the mountains yeah, and then over to Dulce. Yeah, that's
3: the Trace Piedras
0: I've been through there three times, and every yeah. time it was in the winter, and every time you I could, went through this could, huge, old, just yeah. moonscape of snow.
3: Okay, well, imagine going from Taos over the bridge and then turning and heading directly north and oh. going... I did that route with Rosemary up in that area, and I'll tell you, man, it's like there's nothing. There's nobody. We didn't, I think we saw one other person, one car yeah. in that entire stretch. We probably traveled f- three and a half hours, maybe. You oh. wonder
0: why they built a road out there, because there's, nobody's there's there. There's roads all over out there. Yeah, I know.
3: We We skirted right by the edge of the Rumsfeld property there, and... And, when uh, was
0: this? Not too long in, ago. In
3: May, yeah, yeah, last May. And that's where one of the cases that we went out to investigate is right in that area. Just amazing stuff these poor people were experiencing. Like, I mean, really. why
0: did you go there? What what was it? Uh, did they want you to come out yeah. and say, f- figure out for them what the hell was yeah, going on? Yeah, they
3: needed to talk to somebody, and they, they needed some advice on how to handle some stuff. So we...
0: What kind of stuff? I mean, you're not really telling us who they are or exactly where it is. I, I'm
3: really not allowed to say. He's no, no, a, no I, I he's didn't want you to. So he's a famous artist uh, in the area. There, he's quite well known.
0: I was encouraging you to talk about it since it's anonymous.
3: Yeah, uh, just a variety of of stuff. They had 13 cattle mutes and one fell swoop. Um, he uh, his wife went nuts inexplicably, and and they literally she was committed from. Just the the craziness that was going on there' so environmental environmental stuff they they would see the spectral he called it like a giant sort of humanoid not fully visible, but they could see the outline of it and could see you know the trees and the bushes moving and stuff from it, but it would leave no real tracks or anything but they're talking about a sixty foot high humanoid Holy guy God. going through the his twice Sounds as tall. like that troll
1: kind of, movie kind <laughs> of southwestern wendigo or something yeah exactly yeah, but yeah. but way
3: bigger just weird ass stuff and then um ufo uh reports i mean almost nightly at times it would come down right from the rumsfeld property and a lot of this stuff coming from what appeared to be the rumsfeld property there and and just uh weird people showing up and
0: Weird people showing up?
3: Yeah. Yeah, In What fact, kind of
0: weird people showing up for what purpose?
3: Uh well, they were held at gunpoint here this last summer. These people showed up and it's without going into a lot of details, they've been they're trying to be kind of scared away or forced off this property and uh, it's right with the Taos Pueblo every year We get the sacred tree for their they have some like um special ceremony that they do with a sacred tree that they go and, and, and get from the sacred um, grove. Yeah, like a sacred forest there on north of town and, and of course it was right on the edge of their property. But
0: um oh, so this is very close to Taos. Uh,
3: yeah, it's it's right on right off that road the the road you were talking about that right, goes right. over the gorge and then to okay, Trace okay. Piedras then they're north of there a few miles. But uh lots of sightings. Um and a pretty amazing uh, abduction uh, case. I mean, ongoing abductions for the last five years. And
0: typical or?
3: Uh, no. I mean,
0: what's different about it?
3: Fully conscious. Um, and multiple witness. Yeah, yeah. The families they all experiencing the same thing. And, uh, and daytime? No, mostly nighttime. But but some like early evening, sort of still light in the sky type stuff. with craft of land. And, just the whole paparia stuff. I wouldn't know where to begin. Just one of the more amazing so, cases. So,
0: apart from the fact that a lot of people would say, "Well, they're just bullshitting," but yeah. the thing is, they're out in the middle of nowhere. What the hell, hell do they care what right. what people think or what whatever yeah. the hell's going on? And the, and, and well, that-
3: they're, they're they're fighting off these these weird environmental sicknesses and stuff too that yeah. they're experiencing. It's the health things that that kind of oh, okay got them to uh, to talk to me. So. Um, not quite sure what to uh, to make of the case. No, I mean, right. Rosemary was quite quite. Uh, she she really thought that they, you know, there was no artifice or, I mean, they have no reason to tell us any of this stuff. They don't want anybody to know about it. They just want some help. We did the blessing of the land. We did some um, some clearing, sort of ritual clearing of the area. And it did seem to work for a while. but I was about to say it didn't do shit. No, it, it did. In it, the long run. It, it, it did, but now it's people stuff. These weird people are showing up and threatening them. Oh, okay. it's, it's a whole political thing that's going on there as well. That's, what uh, the hell's
0: underneath that land?
3: Uh, or
0: what's what's important about that land besides that it's, just it's down, weird?
3: It's just down the hill from the southern edge of Rumsfeld's property. Right. So I'll let you kind of fill in the blanks there. Yeah. There's, there's other, other stuff and it, Yeah,
0: And as we were talking about before with Dulcie it's if you're gonna just say, well, it's because Rumsfeld wants that land that's probably no, not the no, that's no, probably that's not, not a, the it's it's probably no. one of the reasons. The weird, maybe, the weird but,
3: people stuff has nothing to do with Rumsfeld, yeah. it's other other things. Yeah. You know, there there may be some major grower growers out there and stuff. Uh I'm he he really was What not, the
0: hell's planted out there? What do you mean growers? I'll give you one <laughs> guess, Greg. Even I got
1: that one, Greg.
3: You know you never know uh they weren't really uh, this has all been more recent uh, things that have happened uh since I was there um that they were literally held hostage um for a while and and uh but it's 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 the weird twilight zone stuff that that's affecting their health um where they're developing you know it's kind of like So a,
0: what would be the purpose of getting them off the land and why how does the weird stuff how does it relate?
3: I don't know. It's, it, is it, it seems channeled to be,
0: by something so that it's I, directed at I don't think so. Or? I think they're,
3: they're, they don't appear to be related on the surface, but, but they, it's too coincidental for there not to be some potential
0: connection. Yeah, I think, that's what, my, yeah, I think yeah. that's what my question was. Yeah. The other thing about these investigations yeah. is when people, and people discount, that, or they don't discount, they don't think about it, is a lot of times people just want to say to tell it to somebody that isn't going to laugh at them.
3: Yeah, Exactly. Well, they, 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 a wanted, lot of they it. wanted some some magical help, if you will, some ritual help, some ceremonial help, because they went, they they're, wanted, they're at their wits' end. They, didn't, they don't want to leave, and, and they're going to And you and Rosemary
0: are good at that?
3: Well, and somebody I brought there, too. Oh, and, okay. Yeah.
0: Because so. I'm, I'm sure you know a lot I, of I, I
3: Well, I, I know a lot about that stuff anyway, to to begin with, as well. But I'm not, I don't go around touting myself as some sort of shaman or something. Yeah. But, um, we did bring someone to to help them out and and, and it did seem to work and now it 's the people' stuff that 's going on. A lot of the neighbors have moved out from the area, other people in the area are experiencing weird stuff and have been for years and and his wife, like I said, is his first wife uh it It got so ridiculously overwhelming that she literally she's went into a you know mental hospital she just couldn 't handle it. she snapped. <laughs>
1: Maybe I'll start calling
0: out. Rockefeller and what's-his-name again. But the, you know what? That's <laughs> yeah. a whole
1: other kettle of fish. Yeah, no. Hey, speaking no. of um, rosemary, uh, has Imbrogno surfaced since uh, all that? Uh, no,
3: he hasn't. Uh, thank goodness. He has a Facebook page, so I see. <laughs>
1: yeah, I,
2: I think <laughs> Somebody seen that.
3: put up a fake uh, Imbrogno Facebook page. It's, it's quite funny, actually, if you, you look at it. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty interesting, especially the educational background part. Is, <laughs> is kind of okay. Funny. I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah it's Somebody, interesting.
2: Uh, well, what well
3: I, I read him the Riot Act uh, on uh, on you know the Ancient Alien show because they were still using using Ambrogno's interviews. And I said, you know, I told uh, one of the producers, I just did you know a day of shooting with them while I was out here, and uh, and when we were lining up you know, the the interviews and stuff, uh, the dates and everything. I said, by the way, uh, I've heard that you're still using Phil Brogno on the show, and didn't you know, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, no, I didn't know any of that. And then literally the next day, the head of the production company had a meeting and said, by the way, uh, anybody, <laughs> this guy, Philip Brogno, we're not going to be using him anymore. I,
0: I, just, I just find it incredibly unfortunate oh, because I like terrible. his stuff.
3: Yeah, but I can see why why people got suspicious because there's well, a lot of pop get science. Suspicious. In
0: there. He's he's he screwed up.
3: Well, there's a lot of pop science in there, and there's a lot of yeah. kind of new agey sounding stuff in his books. If you start really rereading some of that stuff, which I I've have only read one, yeah, there's there's some there's enough to it's it does not sound like somebody with a PhD from MIT would be writing some of the
1: that
0: you there. know what I, don't, I that's that sucks. Yeah, the part that doesn't suck is the thinking process. I yeah. I still admire the. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you know an outlier keel thing to me.
3: Yeah, but it's you know how it is. It's you know if you, you, if there's a wobble in the forest, they're going to discount everything. You yeah,
0: know? yeah, of course. So. I mean, it's nothing you can hang anything on anymore. No, unfortunately, no. I, I looked. I still enjoy work. his books. Yeah, I
3: did. I did too. You know?
0: I wish I could talk to him on my show. I'd come yeah. in and I would not mention that stuff at all. Right. <laughs>
3: I think he just to
0: piss people off.
3: Persona non grata. He right is, which is good. why I
0: would want him on my show. Yeah.
3: Well, he's totally taken himself out of it. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't, he of, wouldn't do he it. Would I, he would, would never, never even it. answer me. Did you ever see his rebuttal on Above Top Secret where he wrote in? He I
0: <laughs> heard that it was really <laughs> half-assed and really uh, just just it, it made things worse.
3: You could tell he was a, about a half a bottle of whiskey underneath <laughs> the evening uh, when that, he wrote it.
0: Plus emotion on top of that. Yeah.
3: Probably. Yeah. It's like I knew it would. You guys off when you found out? You guys are so easy to
1: bullshit, you know that uh, kind of thing. Yeah,
3: yeah, it yeah, exactly. It was,
1: it was all my plot.
3: My God, I can't believe two hours has gone by, Greg.
0: Yeah, well, it, every time you know I have you on, that's what happens. Yeah. We just kind of let's start going. Any anybody yeah. I have on the show, I get we get very engaged, and the time yeah. goes. And um, so, Chris, thanks so much.
3: You're welcome. It's always a pleasure, and you we'll on. have to do it again for. Next think, time you're out you here, know, the sixth, seventh time or whatever, this is great. Something you want
0: to pimp at the moment? Uh,
3: not really. Just uh, you know, uh, the San Luis Valley Camera Project. Keep your ears open for it. We're going to going to figure out a way to bundle a view only signal and get it up on the Paracast and uh, also at ourstrangeplanet dot com, my site. Try to get it up. And Orange County, um, Orange County MUFON will probably have a uh, mirror site up, so. Oh, okay. So we'll have a live feed. And hopefully we can figure out who's been hacking us from the Washington, D.C. area. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did get an, IS, IS, uh, an IP address so I've got some hot shots that are backtracking and see if we can figure out who it okay. is. Okay.
1: Well,
0: it's, you can cover those tracks pretty easily. Or, well, they left well, it wide open. So. Really? Well, maybe it's, sometimes that says something, too. Yeah, they, yeah. they want you to. You exactly. Like <laughs> devil's having, Gate next time, yeah. too. We like get having you, the yeah, mail yeah, open yeah, from certain people very obviously right. when you know that you can do it without right. being obvious. Right. Yeah. Um, Peter Jordan and Carla Turner were the two, two people oh, that happened no. with, with yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Chris, visit Chris's site. Um Ourstrangeplanet.com dot com is Correct. that right? And uh, uh, the most recent book was "Stalking the Trickster," right? And uh, I enjoyed that book thoroughly. Um, I heard this sh- song in the car today, just on shuffle, and I want to play it. It's that it's the song by Molly Thompson, who was a, a British contactee from the '60s, who wrote a whole album of Space Brother music.
3: <laughs> and, Where do you find this stuff, man?
0: <laughs> and this this was actually featured in a in a um in um a Farewell Good Brothers, which was a movie made about the contactees. Uh Radio Mysterioso will what is next weekend? Will I be it's here 28th. next week? Twenty eighth? Yeah. I think I'm here next weekend. If there's not, there will be something on the site. Thanks for listening. Uh here's Cockeyed Ballad by M- Molly Thompson, one of my favorite UFO songs ever. As long as long as it cues up here on DJ. Thanks for listening.
4: There's a cock-eyed feeling in the world today. The power politics is here to stay. But China, Russia, and the USA, boy, don't let them fool you. Take a look at this world of ours. Just one bubble in the sea of stars. Other planets got no color bars, because they've got perspective. Gangs or ruskies put men into space, but it's all a mad politician's race. One upmanship in this year of grace, it makes you giggle. The population stands and stares while men in capsules explore upstairs. Why we can't even manage our own affairs? Some cheap colonization. They got people on Venus and Mars, they got lads and lasses, they got Mars and Fars, and they got better transport than four wheel cars.